And now an outtake from Stephen King's It. Brought to you by Roll Gold Pretzels. All right, everybody, gather around. Gather around. We're, 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 we're going to go right into this house. We're going to st stop this clown. We're going to stop this clown real good. I'm going to stop this clown just like I stop up your mom's butt. But I'll, I'll, just, I'll just ignore that one. With my penis. We 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 get it, Richie. Um, so we're, what we need to do is we need to all find big weapons. Oh, like my massive schween. Uh, uh, you you are seven. Uh, 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 um, so seven inches. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what to do now. <laughs> so so guys, what? Are, are we first we're gonna go right into that living room. We're gonna to try to find where the clown's lair is. What, Richie? You wanna say what, 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 your mom's lair's vagina? Has a vagina lair? No, no uh whatever the fuck you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> well I'll cut that this part out. <laughs> No Bill, say that. <laughs> no Bill, why would I? Why would I say anything like that? But, but, but that's your character. You keep doing it to us. Like I keep doing it to your mom. Fuck, <laughs> Richie. I, I, I'm I'm coming. I'm starting to realize I don't think you're you're part of the team anymore, bro. Well, we we can come together. We can be a team. Good, everybody. We're all team up on your mom. What the hell? My mom only plays piano in one scene. You don't even see her anymore. More after that. Richie, we didn't have a heart to heart. What's going on with you, man? Listen, if you need me to come over here and hold you <laughs> while I'm while I sit there and dictate, <laughs> and I. And I, I'm just gonna blow, blow, explode with the biggest load of joy. Like I blew the biggest load on your mom! Damn it! Andy Machete, we gotta cut. Yeah, we got to cut! That's, that's all we can come up with, guys. <laughs> it's hard when the, the movie's good. <laughs> Welcome to Cat Scare! Hey everyone and welcome to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. And tonight we're talking about 2017's Runaway Smash Horror Hit. It Chapter 1. Well, it was just it. They, they added the Chapter 1 on the end because they're like, maybe a sequel? Yeah, I mean, the movie kind of works as just on its own. Yeah, standalone for sure. I mean, if it stopped there, you would be fine with it, you know. Like, I would have been like, what a fucking amazing movie. I mean, maybe they could do a sequel uh, 27 years later or something, but... <laughs> it probably would be out of the zeitgeist <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, yeah, that was like, the year's 2027. Well, <laughs> well listen, I, I'm a fan of the Berserk manga series, so I'm used to... Okay. <laughs> I know all about that, Michael. <laughs> 
Um, you, you'd get like one chapter a year. Oh, really? Still quicker than Game of Thrones. Yeah, but Game of Thrones was awesome because of titties. <laughs> Were you going to read titties? No. In, I just knew. Book. I just knew that. I just imagined the movies titties in my face. I'm a simple man with simple pleasures. Well, okay. They got that spinoff. Yeah, what's it called? Um, stupid House of House of Dragons. Yeah, something like Dracus. that. It's like let's talk about the stuff we didn't want it. We only saw in little bits. You know how did how did the Targaryens be the Targaryens? How did how did um, was the who's the the midget? Tyrion? Sorry, the small person. Is that Tyrion? Yeah, Tyrion I'm going to edit out the other thing I said. <laughs> um, uh, like, was Tyrion ever yeah, don't, don't you ever talk shit on Peter Dinklage. I love Peter Dinklage. He was my favorite X-Men villain. Wait a minute. Bolivar Trask? The creator of the Sentinels. I've never actually seen the old X Men. What? So I don't know. That's if the you're best ones. It's amazing. You have never seen X Men: Days of Future Past. Oh wait, yes, yes, I did see that one, but that was that was a while ago, and I don't really remember much. Probably because that was my first X Men movie I've ever watched. I wish I could. So I, I wish was, I had shit I could break right so now. I'm I was, so angry. I was so confused. Well, of course you're confused because I, they're like, wait, that's Magneto. That's Magneto. <laughs> why? <laughs> but that's the cool thing. Uh, and I'm, I'm like, why is why do people like this guy so often? Uh, he just sits in a chair. Yeah, Raven. Raven. Who's Raven? Teen Titans? Yeah, Teen Titans Go? That's a great movie. The yeah, Teen Titans you Go probably, to the movies? You, no, I don't care about that. Um, I've, I saw some of it and I was like, I don't understand what's happening. It's like a crack, like someone smoked crack and wrote, wrote a superhero movie. Wait, are you talking about the Teen, Teen Titans, Titans Go to the movies? Oh, okay. That movie was, that was hilarious. It's, a, it's not a superhero thing. It's like Spongebob with tights. Well, I mean, it, it's like a... It, it's parody stuff. Yeah. It's something alright. <laughs> Speaking of superheroes, It, Chapter 1. <laughs> Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> well, no, to be fair, there is some kind of connection with superheroes because Andy Musetti, who did It, Chapter 1 and 2, as well as Mama, is directing the new Flash movie. For DC and Warner Brothers. What is it with superhero movies and getting horror directors? Well, I think that... Why wouldn't you try it? I mean, like... they James Wan did Aquaman. Sam Raimi did the new Doctor Strange. Um, and then the guy, Scott Derrickson, did the first Doctor Strange. He was from Sinister, you know. So, I don't know why I just started talking like a surfer dude. Sinister. <laughs> uh... But, like, I guess it's because of their imagination and horror. Probably goes well with comic to page. Yeah, I mean, it really does. Because yeah. comic, comics are weird. They are weird. Horror movies are weird. Yes, and I love them. I love them all. Yeah. Um, so, It, Chapter 1. Okay, I'm going to bring you back to 2017. All right? The iPhone was invented. <laughs> um, the, the iPhone <laughs> was out. Um... The Xbox was there, and <laughs> um, uh, Jay Leno was still host, hosting the show. And so, 
Um, <laughs> the Walking uh, Dead was still popular. Yeah, the, I think the, the Walking Dead was. I don't know what it was. Um, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, Walking Dead uh, 2.0. Uh, it's dark that, out there. Is that that actually might have been when like Fear the Walking Dead was. <laughs> it's dark out there. Do I hear a zombie? Presented by the Walking Dead. Um, I was very excited for this movie. Um, are you trying to figure out if Fear the Walking Dead came out in? Dude, it was 2015. It was close. That was close. Um, I just had Hulu, and I always remember it's like, you love the Walking Dead, and I'm like, no. I do not. He's <laughs> like, you're gonna love the spinoff, Fear the Walking Dead, and I was like, so it's walk, it Walking Dead with other characters. Yeah, thanks, Hulu. <laughs> thanks. Um, walk, walking Dead with other characters and not following the the, the main sor- thing that people yeah, want the source material that like made it yeah. good. Hey man, man, why why do so many shows have to do? It's not that. It's greedy motherfuckers trying to squeeze blood out of a stone. It doesn't work all the time. And I mean, like, it's like, hey, you know what was really popular? The show Friends. You know what'd be extra popular if we took the stupidest fucking character from there, Joey, and made his own TV show, right? That'll be successful. It's like, hey Seinfeld, we're gonna do a, a spinoff called Kramer. And it's just going to be Michael Richards spewing off racist shit. Well, it's like, um, I mean, it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, obviously, everybody's favorite character was Jack Sparrow. Yeah, and now he but Jack Amber Sparrow, Heard. Jack Sparrow, <laughs> <laughs> Jack Sparrow worked as a side character. Yeah, and they're like, we're going to take Pirates of the Caribbean. Get this, guys. Pirates of the Caribbean. We're going to do the whole movie surrounding. Jack Sparrow. Yeah. And, and one of them, we're going to have a thousand Jack Sparrows. There's going to be so much Jack Sparrows and busting out the scene. Well, that was awesome. Yeah. Johnny <laughs> Depp is one of those Adam Sandler-like characters where I'm like, I fell in love with the guy and I'm like, he's such a great actor. But then, like, the more you read about him and, and learn about him, he's just a weird dude. And... Uh, maybe a little bit well, of overacting. You, you better watch your watch your words right now, because right now the internet is in love with Johnny Depp. Um, I always side with the woman, so Amber Heard may be a crazy bitch, but Johnny Depp's the old man she should have never married. <laughs> <laughs> have you actually like watched any of? The, I have watched. The trial? I watched. I saw something that's like. You know how they have those videos that pop up like CNN, but then there's some that are like done by like Spin Spin Magazine or like Co- Cosmopolitan or something. It's like it's like <laughs> Amber Heard's interesting attire at the at at their criminal case. Uh, looks like she's copying exactly what Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp has his hair in a ponytail. Amber Heard has it. Amber Heard, Johnny Depp wears a, a vest, a blue vest with a pocket watch. Amber Heard wears a blue... What, what are the mind games? I'm like, these, I, I've never seen any of those. I just see these people, things just like shitting on Amber Heard because... Well, she shits in, in bed. <laughs> she shits in his bed. <laughs> I think that's the best. I think she's great. I love you, Amber Heard. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I remember that one video where she like propped up 
her phone against the thing, and Johnny Depp comes in, and he's slamming, he's slamming like cabinets and shit, and he's like, "I need more wine." And he like has a fish bowl. He's like clunk clunk and pulls out the biggest wine bottle and he's like Finally I got my wine. Why do I speak in an accent? I I never realized he's actually from Kentucky. It's like why do you why do you talk like that? Well you know Amber Hood. Amber Hood. I don't know. I hate him. I hate Johnny Depp. Now, Johnny Depp also got removed from the new Pirates of the Caribbean. He's no longer going to be Jack Sparrow. Well, yeah, that's it's stupid. Why? It's because of the child. They're going to make Ryan Reynolds Jack Sparrow. Okay? Oh, no. He's going to be like, hey, everybody. I'm a, obviously, I'm a pirate. I can't believe I'm a pirate. But, you know, the funny thing is, you, know, you look pretty good. I don't know. That would be, that'd be his... How did we go from talking about it to all this? <laughs> I don't know. Um, okay, so let's get back on track. It, chapter one. I'm super pumped for it. I love the miniseries to a point. Um, when I was a kid, I thought it, when I was younger, I thought it was the scariest shit I've ever seen. And I think that, that colored a lot of people's nostalgia and worries about this movie. Um, because when I was probably six or seven whenever this thing came out uh it, it, obviously it's terrifying you know clowns are creepy uh btk was going around btk and people and i'm not talking about that vietnamese boy band either <laughs> BTS. um but but um but I was really pumped, and when I saw like the young cast, I, I recognized a couple of them. Obviously, the kid from Stranger Things, which is basically it, the TV series, kind of, um, with Firestarter and some other Stephen King related things. Um, and then I saw that one funny little boy that plays um, who's the uh, hypochondriac? That is um Eddie Ed- Jack Dylan Grazer. Yeah, yeah, Eddie's the best, and that kid's. Just funny, and I was watching some interviews just to kind of get something, you know, a little bit more. But unfortunately, when kids interview, there's not a lot of depth in there. Um, but the kid's just as funny in real life as he is. Well, I like how, like, when you watch, like, kid interviews, it's as if they're just happy to be there. I mean, wouldn't you be? I mean, just like, you're paying me to do this? Great. Um, I'm going to say dumb things. Um, I, I thought all the kid adders were great. Oh, yeah. They, I, they I mean, all like, did. I think the only one I may have had, like, I, I didn't really like, and it may just be his character, but the one who plays Stanley, didn't didn't care for him. It may just be his character. Yeah. Like, he's just kind of an uninteresting character. Well, I mean, I, I do, I do, I think that's, yeah, he's just the most timid of all of them, and so he plays that role. Pretty good. I mean, he reminds me of a very timid young Jewish boy, which is probably like Stephen King's snorting coke while he's writing this, saying, "Oh, he's Jewish and he's timid." <laughs> That's his character. I'm gonna scare the hell out of you. you definitely not me. Not me. Eh. You gotta watch out for greasers. They scare me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything Stephen King ever does. The right. greasers are the evil ones. Riding around with their bikes and their, their slicked up hair. Yeah, they just they pull that comb out and they're like, hey, hey. Fucking hate them. Mm, 
dad hates him. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was really excited, and uh, me and my ex-wife were pretty excited. We both like horror movies, and I think we went to go see it three times. We were so ecstatic at how it turned out. And plus, like I said, in the theater, it's just it's a different story when you go see it in the movie theater. Oh, yeah. I, I actually, not that long ago, like, I guess it was a while ago now. Oh, whenever Spider-Man No Way Home came out, mm-hmm. that was actually Shauna's... Like, I, I've been telling her for years, like, you know, movies are meant to be seen in, yeah. in the cinema. It... Like, it's a whole experience. Mm-hmm. It's like going to a concert. Um, That's way cheaper. But she never really got it until we saw Spider-Man No Way Home. Yes. Once we saw it, like, and... Like, I, I imagine when that movie comes on DVD and streaming and stuff, we watch it. it it's going to be alright. It's not going to be as epic as it was. Um, but, like, being in the theater with, like, hype crowds mm-hmm. that... They all know that the other Spider-Man are coming. I mean, that was the worst kept secret in oh, movie I knew it. history. Oh, I have known it. I knew it for the whole year they were filming it. I mean, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. That's definitely Sylvia McGuire and that's Andrew Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> They're just standing there. <laughs> um, but e- even though they all knew everybody was cheering. Oh, it was great. And, like, well, see, I went know. for the premiere in Walterboro, which they actually did like a big, a big thing. You know, they... They had um, trivia, which I won two prizes with my trivia knowledge. Whoa, did you get a, like a slinky? I, no, I got an actual movie poster, so suck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I got a Miles Morales tie beanie baby. So, pretty oh, cool. Yeah, um, pretty cool. Yep. And uh, But like, these people were like cosplaying and... Like, we're really excited to be there. And for Walter Burl, it's just fun that people actually... That you find out people are into the same things you are. And most of the time, people are like, Wait, you got deer corn coming in? I got to make sure shoot my deers. Well, I feel like you have a very limited scope. Yeah, um, excuse me, sir. You got a 410 bookshot. Oh, you don't? Well, that just ruined my evening. Fucking Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> And that's every day for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is something to be said about going to a movie theater, especially a horror movie. Because there are many times that I've been to a like premiere night, Friday or Saturday night, like late night show, where like people are fucking ready to get scared. And it just adds, like that's why the first Annabelle is terrible. Once again, mm-hmm. some very questionable things about a black person sacrificing themselves for a white woman. We're not going to get into. <laughs> um, but that movie is not good. But that night, that crowd was ready to see it. And it made it. It colored my experience until I saw it for real, you know, with no audience. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. But it made me feel like this is this is really good, really scary. So, a theater full of people, ready to see something, will really change your mind. So, It Chapter 1, I, I, I didn't even have to have a theater full of people. I was ready for it. Um, I heard that... At first, I heard that Carrie Joe Fukumaga or whatever, the guy that did um, the first season of True Detective and Maniac on Netflix, he was the original director and the one that penned this movie, but he... 
he fought to keep the child orgy in. <laughs> Wait, really? And they, Warner Bros. was like, Abadie, Abadie, that's all, folks. Like, that's what Warner Bros. said. And said, <laughs> bye-bye. But he, I could imagine that if he would have done it, how dark in a totally different movie it would have been. It still would have been done in the 80s and stuff like that. But, like, um, the boy from We Are the Millers, do you remember that movie? And, um, and he was also in, um, he was the bully, oh, no, he was in um, Midsummer. He was yeah. the e-cigarette guy. He was the original pick for Pennywise. Really? Yep. And that that was with Corey, Corey Joe's version. He was going to be Pennywise, a much darker, probably less. Are, are there goofy. any like images? I don't of know that. that. Like you know, you know, like how when uh, you know they announce like who actually was Pennywise, and they showed like no, I don't think Scar's Garden, all the makeup. I don't think I don't think it ever got that far. All I know is that he was the one that that he had in mind. Hmm. So that would have been a, a, a interesting pick because I could see him doing it. He has the face for it. Um, he has that goofy clown face. Um, I just can't ever imagine. And I, well, I guess part of the controversy when the movie was first coming out was how like the original uh, Tim Curry performance yeah. was very like. Out there and performative, mm-hmm. and which like, Tim Curry is that way. Well, yeah, and great it, facial it, expressions. With yeah, Tim and I mean it made it where like you can still watch the miniseries like just to enjoy his his performance, his performance, because he was able to be scary and menacing with like very little CGI, like Skarsgård had. Um. Well, actually, no CGI. It had claymation at one point in time, but like just mm-hmm. him with those teeth and bloodshot eyes, like he he did a lot for that character. But I mean, damn, it's Tim Tim Curry, dude. I yeah. Mean, but so like all all that energy and when we got, you know how they actually released the Georgie uh, opening before the movie came out. I don't remember that. Yeah, they, they released that first, and so people got their first taste of... Yeah, you know, the, that's not how it starts, though. The the movies, the the miniseries starts with, um, like, clothes and sheets in the yeah. web, and a, ba- a girl in a tricycle, and then blood. Yeah, it's... It's, um, it's stupid. But then they start with the Georgie stuff, which is... In this movie, is a killer of a scene. Um... We said it wasn't the best, but you have to admit, what a hook! Like, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, what a what a way that, to start. That is the true in or beginning. The piano lading, the, the piano lated um, beginning, um, and you know, showing he's afraid, just like kids are, of the dark in the basement, and um, you know, even he in his mind thinks something's watching him, but like to. To go from that and then see an actual hard R-rated movie that will kill a kid uh, really amps up the danger of this movie, which, like I said, between the comedy and the horror is a perfect mix, in my opinion, um, for what, what what I consider a blockbuster horror movie, like the first true blockbuster. I mean, none of Jaws was considered a horror movie. Well, it... it 
It is not. I don't think it's considered. Well, I don't know. It's not considered a horror movie because other than, like, those few scenes, like, setting up Jaws, the rest of it is just, like, a adventure. Adventure movie. Like, Indiana Jones on the seas. On the high seas. Yeah. Um, Well, uh... Before we get talking about all the movie anyway, but before we're halfway through this podcast, yes. I think it's time to talk about the plot. <laughs> we spent too long talking about Jack Sparrow. Listen, people don't come here for the horror movies. <laughs> they come to hear our stupid banter. All right. <clears throat> it, our movie. Chapter one. We don't know it's chapter one. It, maybe not. (laughs) Alright, so in October 1988, 12-year-old Bill Denbro. Yeah, or Denbro. Well, it's spelled Denbro, but I think it's Denbro. Yeah. Bill crafts a paper sailboat for Georgie, his six-year-old brother. Yes, Bill. (laughs) Are you sure it didn't float? Oh, she... See, Georgie, she flips. Where's he the girl? I don't like girls. I'm gonna set this boat on fire! <laughs> that was part of the movie. I, I don't remember. That must have been a deleted scene. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. Georgie sails the boat along the rainy streets of small town Derry, Maine, only to have it fall down a storm drain. As he attempts to retrieve it, Georgie sees a clown in the drain who introduces himself as Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Pennywise entices Georgie to come closer, then rips his arm off and drags him into the sewer. Which is, I like the Penny, Pennywise head, like, it's like a snake. It, like, opens up with many teeth and latches on. And another favorite line is where he goes, he goes, You better get it, because Bill kill you. <laughs> just thinking, I, every time I see that, I'm like, I'll like sometimes somebody will say, say the name Bill, and I go, Bill's gonna kill you, <laughs> and they're like, what? <laughs> um, no, actually, the only thing I didn't like about that scene is Pennywise's like transformation. Really? Thing. I, just I I don't like how that looks. I like how he's like pop pop pop, <laughs> and then they stop laughing. He's like. <sighs> It's it's both like kind of creepy but also yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> like bop, 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 bop. like you you'll do you'll laugh a little but it's kind of an uncomfortable laugh. Yeah. You're like ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> I better get going. Um but yeah, I did I didn't like Pennywise is like snakehead? Yeah, oh. making his mouth bigger the way it was. I I preferred in the Mini series, how it was more of an instantaneous thing. Yeah, yeah. Teeth. Um, but I did really like his arms stretching yeah, out which to I, grab him. I really the only I in my mind whenever I rewatched it this time, <clears throat> I thought the arm was longer and more like you know poltergeist. You know how the arms wrap around. Mm-hmm. So like when I saw it, I was like yeah yeah yeah, and then I was like oh that ended. I thought I thought he was like really reaching out there, you know, to pull him in. But I don't know why. Maybe, maybe, maybe I just added it because I thought it'd be better in my head. But you want like the arm to like 
wrap around. No, no, just body. just him being a little further away, and you see the arm really reach out there to get him. Hmm. Just like I came to the microphone. <laughs> All right. The following summer, in June 1989, Bill. Wait, this is right before, right before the 90s. Oh, well, that's why the the who was playing this one the 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 cult Newt. the cult was playing in the background. They were a late eighties. Um, Bill and his friends Richie, Eddie, and Stan or Stanley. I don't know why they shorted it in there. Stan. <laughs> uh, run afoul of older bullies Henry Bowers, uh, Belch. And Patrick Hostetter and Victor Chris. Uh, Belch and Victor, I'm pretty sure, were never actually named in the in the movie. No, the one belched. And, and that's, oh, okay. That's oh, it. that's why. It, yeah, oh that's my. it. Um, which I have to give props to um, Henry Bowers, the actor, for being a perfect embodiment of a douchebag jerk bully. Great, great. Performance. I really liked how. I mean, we'll we'll get into it more yeah. later in the film. How they did like do a little more to humanize uh, Henry, like not yeah, not redeem him, but make him someone that like has a reason for being, like has more of a character yeah. than literally just being a bully archetype. Yeah, but it's still fantastic acting. Yeah. Uh, Bill, still haunted by Georgie's disappearance, calculates that his brother's body may have washed up in a marshy wasteland called the Barrens. He recruits his friends to investigate, believing Georgie may still be alive. Uh, Ben Hanscom... (laughs) What are these names? It's Stephen King, dude. At least it's not Luke Skywalker or, or like, um, Silo Calrissian or... Something like that. Oh, Lando. Whatever. <laughs> Salacious Crumb. Yeah. Now I'm thinking... Terrible names. Anyways, uh, okay. let's move on. Um, <laughs> George Lucas! Ben, one of Bill's new classmates, learns that unexplained tragedies and child disappearances have plagued the town for centuries. Targeted by Bauer's gang, Ben flees into the Barrens and meets Bill's group. They find the sneaker of a missing girl named Betty Ripson, while Patrick is killed by Pennywise while searching the sewers for Ben. Another cool death scene. But once again, using the jittery Pennywise movement you don't like. Well, actually, that one didn't really mind because it was like... I love the the balloon. You know, it says, Welcome to Dairy, and then it yeah. pops. That's, like, yeah. that's a good, good, good spook. It didn't scare me, but good spook. I do wish... We got more more blood balloons. Yeah, I'm with you from uh, from the original. No, because like that, it was such an outdated effect. But I I like the idea uh, of like I, they did that with um with uh, Beverly. How how there was blood that yeah the adults couldn't see. Well, then the and bring that again, and that's her fear. You know, her first blood. Would be time when daddy was going to be a real daddy to her. Anyways. It's true. Beverly Marsh, a girl bullied over her rumored promiscuity, also joins the group. Both Bill and Ben 
develop feelings for her. Later, the group befriends Orphan Mike Hanlon, the black one, <laughs> the after, after rescuing him from Bowers. Each member of the group has encountered terrifying manifestations of the same menacing clown who attacked Georgie. Uh, a headless boy for Ben, a sink that spews blood only children can see from Be- for Beverly, yeah. a diseased and rotting leper, or just a homeless man Pretty for much Eddie. a leper, because you know, he's afraid of sickness. <laughs> I'm just saying, this guy like didn't... Do you he... not know what a leper looks like? Cause well, first leper, of all, a leper is just a sick person. Dude, they, they have skin lesions and, and, like, sunken in faces and stuff like that. It's I'm just saying, this guy didn't look that bad. Like, yes, he looked bad, but it's kind of like... You have a very... Like, your your idea of what bad and good is scared me. Like, because his face was terrible. He looked like a puppy dog man that was a human version that's seven feet... Eight feet tall, <laughs> with one big club foot. It was weird. It, it's weird as you say that like puppy thing. Every time I try to imagine what it looks like, I am seeing like dog ears and his <laughs> hair. That's what that's what he looked like to me, like a, like a, a rotting, skinless puppy dog man. Um, maybe the blowjob bear from The Shining. So yeah, Eddie sees a diseased and rotting leper. Um, a disturbing painting coming alive for Stan. Like the will, the scream. My face is all sideways. Yeah, it was stupid. That was a dumb one. It was, it was, was the really dumbest dumb. one. It's like, what can we do to scare a Jew? <laughs> <laughs> nothing. They're not afraid of anything. They're not afraid of anything. They get all the power. <laughs> um, Mike's parents burning alive for Mike. Which, I, I know we, you, we, we said something earlier about this one. Mm-hmm. But now thinking back, I actually do like this one. What the? Well, see, that's not Mike's parents burning alive. That's part of it, but this is also the hot spot. Remember the they do this. They read the story about the hot spot, the Black Knight Club that set on fire. That's what that was. That wasn't the parents. I think that was. Similar. No, that what you're talking about. Mike was uh, went He's, down that alleyway in the door. But you saw there was multiple hands. It wasn't just. Well, yeah, but it. Yeah, I you think know, it played manifestation. Yeah. Plus, I, I'm pretty sure it was like an apartment building or something that burned down. So there's multiple people burned. His parents were just along with them. Could be the last. I still think it was a hot spot. Okay, go ahead. Anyways, Get it, um, hot spot. Because <laughs> they're on fire. Uh, and a frightening phantom of Georgie for Bill. Now calling themselves the Losers Club, they realize they are all being stalked by the same entity, which they refer to as It. Roll credits. They determine that it appears as their individual worst fears. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, that out. Um, awakening every 27 years to feed on the children of dairy before resuming hibernation. And moves about by using the sewer lines, which all lead to an old stone well-hidden... Well-hidden well. Wait, an old stone well hidden under an abandoned house on Kneebolt Street. Uh, after Pennywise attacks them, the group ventures to the house to confront it. Uh, they're just glossing over this. That was, like... A lot the, of things happened in between there. Which well, are you talking about? Well, that was all, one of my favorite scenes as well, the um, the projector mm-hmm. with the pictures. That is an amazing scene. Like, Sorry, I had to eat ice, people. Um, just to see, you know, they're all very serious. They're like trying to figure stuff out. And then all of a sudden the thing starts flipping through 
these family photos of, of Bill and Georgie and their mom and dad mm-hmm. and that that just like kind of staggered shot of the hair flying over and slowly turning into Pennywise. Yeah. And then giant Pennywise. I mean, that's fucking cool. Like The only thing I have against that scene is I feel it could have gone like one more time through the, the editing room. Yeah. It's... They, they clearly wanted to do like the lights turning on and off based on the the pictures yeah. going. But the way that it's edited seems more like the movie just cuts for a second. And then it's like, and ah! so it's like yeah. Which like it, it, it it's it's still good, but it's like just one more one well, more go through, you could have gotten this. It, well I will say this. Probably when I was in the theater this got me that made me jump the most because it is kind of like because the anticipation of Pennywise is going to be there was there because of the picture you know that forms into him so I, I think out of all of these scary moments that one actually made me jump and it may be because of the choppy editing well yeah that um because it's like all of a sudden <laughs> you know I mean they they, uh, they have that one cut where it's like he's in the picture Cuts out, comes back. He's not in the picture. Cuts out, comes back, and now he's he's in the real world. Yeah. Oh man. I mean, Skarsgård, he's a creepy dude, creepy looking guy in real and, life too. Well, and see, like that, his design at that point, because he did have like the the like sharp teeth and stuff. Mm-hmm. When it's not like, yeah, uh, that snake mode. I, just I liked, liked it. He I looked just, very, very creepy. He looks creepy, but see, like, Pennywise is not the clown. Pennywise is the entity uh, from an alien source. And so, like, he just basically can do... I mean, you saw whenever they did the Georgie scene where he used him as a puppet. He When he chases Bill up the stairs and hits the steps, he doesn't just get up and go. He, like, he, like turns into a puppet and... Slides off like his the eyes roll back, and to me like that's what made this Pennywise creepier than the Tim Curry version. Because Tim Curry just seemed like a clown, a evil clown. This one looked like yeah, I guess this one did fall more into, into the like the the alien yeah. thing. Was like Tim Curry was more like a demon. Yeah, and so it, I just love some of, the, and that's why like the snake mouth. It all added to the effect that, and him getting big like he did in the projector thing, just added to the fact that he is just a, he could be in a, anything, at any time. Um, however, most of the time, uh, horribly gross and, like, different. But, you know, it's still, it's just a, a cool, cool way to create Pennywise for this movie. But. Yeah. Um... So after Pennywise attacks them, the group ventures to the house to confront it, only to be separated and terrorized. As Pennywise gloats to Bill about Georgie, the losers regroup and Beverly impales Pennywise through the head, forcing the clown to retreat. The group flees the house and begins to splinter, with only Bill and Beverly resolute in fighting it. Yes. Weeks later, after Beverly confronts and incapacitates her sexually abusive father, Pennywise abducts her. Which, I feel like that's actually the moment most people jumped at. Yeah, well, you weren't expecting it. Yeah. It was a moment of triumph followed by 
Yeah. You know, oh, here are the deadlights. Um, um, the Losers Club reassembles and returns to the abandoned house to rescue her. Bowers, who has murdered his abusive father after being driven insane by it, uh, attacks the group. Mike fights back and pushes Bauer down the well, apparently killing him. Spoiler alert. Oh, I forgot he's not actually Yeah, dead. and it, do, it looks really deadly what what happens to him. Oh, yeah. But obviously Pennywise probably caught him with like a... I don't know, he probably yeah, was yeah, a... Yeah, air mattress. Yeah, yeah. It was a, <laughs> it, he's the air mattress. <laughs> <laughs> The losers descend into the sewers and find its underground lair, which contains a mountain of decayed circus props and children's belongings, around which the bodies of its victims float in midair. Beverly, now catatonic after being exposed to bright lights inside its gaping mouth... The dead lights. Yeah. Uh... Beverly is restored to consciousness when Ben kisses her. On the lips. By the way, Ben... A little bit of tongue. By the way, Ben, it's a little something called consent. (laughs) And I don't care if you sleep in beauty this shit. That's not right, bro. Um, Bill encounters Georgie, but recognizes that he, he is it in disguise. As Pennywise... It takes Bill hostage, offering to spare the others and go into hibernation if they let it feed on Bill. The losers reject this, battling with battling with it while overcoming their various fears. It is eventually defeated and retreats deeper into the sewers, with Bill declaring that it will starve during its hibernation. After finding the remnants of Georgie's raincoat, Bill finally comes to terms with his brother's death, with his friends comforting him. As summer ends, Beverly informs the group of a vision she had while catatonic, where she saw them fighting it again as adults. The losers swear a blood oath that they will return to Derry as adults if it returns. After the others make their goodbyes and disperse, Beverly and Bill discuss her leaving the next day to live with her aunt in Portland. Before she leaves, Bill reveals his feelings, and they kiss. Oh, it's a magical love story between two kids. One looks way older than the other. That's the song I wrote for it. Um, <laughs> you can hear it on my um, my new album, Odes to Pennywise. <laughs> a musical tribute to the movie. Um, yeah, this movie had a r- bunch of really cool visual like moments and and interesting stylings that like I said I think Andy Machete who is a disciple of Guillermo del Toro you can kind of see it you know you can kind of yeah. see that type of of horror imagery that he that both of them really like to eat ah sorry dogs are attacking me um <laughs> how do you do you even know if like the microphone picked them up oh I heard it oh, so okay. loud um but uh I tell you, man. Like, there's a just some a couple of like highlights, and and while the movie sometimes I feel drags along, it's a bloated movie. I mean, they had to. The book. Have you ever seen the book? 
I haven't. I don't read. I don't read either. But I have seen I, the book. I, the only thing I've I'm read assuming, from the book is the orgy scene. Yeah, I'm assuming that book has words in it. And it's as big as the Bible. Like, it's a big book. So, of course, the movie's bloated. Um, but, like, if I had to say, like, top three scenes, you know, obviously, um, I really... That scene where Eddie's walking next to the Kneebolt house and the homeless guy comes after him. And it's not the homeless guy thing. Which, that, actually, that was... That beginning part, I really hated the way they did that. Yeah, it did. Uh, it, it like how they he like came forward of the camera and a thing that it felt like that's what that's what the noise it made dude. It felt exactly like that kind of shit you would see in like old three D movies where yeah. it's like look, it, it's coming right at you. Yeah. Slide whistle, wee wee. Um, and. But, like, it's not that. It's, like, once you finally see Pennywise, where he's like, you want to come play with the clown? Come on, Eddie. Come on, Eddie. You want to believe? You want to believe? And and that balloon shape does an upside-down pyramid. For some reason, it's still creepy as fuck. And that slowly the pyramid goes It's just so unnatural. Unnatural, yeah. But it also leads right down to the clown. Yeah, and so, like, he reveals himself and says some stuff, and then they do some weird crazy camera thing where he's like you know like it's face like expands and stuff and he like he's like I'm getting the fuck out of here and then he you hear the pops and when you look back it's gone but you still see the balloons pop uh, and to me like I'm like amazing that's that's a really cool idea and and like that gave me hopes for the second one that like he had such such original ideas of how to bring this character to life I had no doubts that the second one wasn't going to be just as good. Well, I, I really liked that because, I mean, we already had in the first one, the balloons were a big thing. Oh, yeah. Balloons are creepy. Well, Especially ones that fly by themselves. Oh, yeah. And have a purpose. Um, yeah, so I feel like almost every scene with Pennywise before was like, you want a balloon? Yeah, you want a balloon. But now, you want to sit on Pennywise's lap? You know, the. I'm Michael Jackson. The balloons were kind of toned down for this one, but they still, like. They still had that scene where they, they give him the balloon, but that extra. That extra bit of effort giving him all those balloons. That yeah, is that like, had no, like, movement, had no waving. It was just, like, solid, straight up, and just a neat visual. Um, so that would be, like, my first. Like, oh, I love that moment. My second, oh, I love that moment, is the library. And I think everybody knows this by now. But when uh, old Ben is doing his research, and he sees the death of that Easter egg hunt, um, the balloon starts coming by, and it's playing music. Everybody in in the library stops, but the librarian turns and well, looks at think it's the library yeah and it's like looking at him all menacingly and like that that's just like there's something about the shot where like you see something off in the which you, your imagination starts running um just like in hereditary one of my favorite moments in hereditary is where she goes into she's putting her mother's stuff away and turns off the light and you see is her mother standing there 
and she flicks it back on and she's gone. Like, to me, that's maybe the scariest moment of the movie. Uh, there's just something about something that's there, you think's there, you think something's happening, but you don't know. So that's... Well, the- I mean, my first time watching the movie, I didn't see that, and so... Um, when I rewatched the movie, which I, when I watched this movie, I very quickly watched it again. I, I me too. <laughs> I watched it a bunch. I didn't watch it again in the theaters because I'm not paying for that. Um, I but that. I, I streamed it uh, from an illegal website. I, I had it on HBO Max. So. And that second time, I did see it, and it like confirmed my weird suspicions. I was like. Something's, something's off. With this. Yeah, about the scene, you know. It's a cool scene. Now, not necessarily the rest of it, where he's he's following the smoking eggs as he goes, and then yeah, it, and then headless boy does some weird jittery motion after him. It, it's just not, and and then eventually you do see Pennywise, but which, which a problem that I have with hey, those, <laughs> the problem that I have with a lot of those scenes is actually a problem that I had in the original was how it would just cut to the end Uh, obviously in that one we do see Ben escape but there are other ones where it's like shit's going after them and they'll like halfway escape like that well like Pennywise could definitely keep going but they just cut and it's like oh yeah I guess they've made it out well the thing about it is with with Pennywise and and if you talk to any Stephen King if like people or whatever they'll say the reason why Pennywise doesn't get him right then and there whenever he could is because the fear seasons the meat but the thing is the only problem with that is all these other kills true I admit you know, some of them are almost immediate and tell you the truth Georgie wasn't afraid at all until his arm got bitten off I mean of course you would be afraid then but like if that's the case, then he's teasing. He's like cock teasing this death, you know. But maybe that's how Pennywise gets his jollies. I don't know. He's probably got like six maybe, dicks. Who knows? Maybe like Georgie and Patrick, they were like they were snacks. Man. Yeah, they're like. But I need now, a I need a, a fruit gusher. Now he <laughs> now he needs a good full course meal before he goes to yeah. sleep. There's six course meal. I'm gonna eat all these kids. Maybe because the kids actually recognize them or like they've they've put two and two together to band together that's gotten him more hungry I don't know one thing that really impressed me about this film and it's like I feel like a lot of things around this time was were just like putting hidden details in the movies I mean you've got like the Haunting of Hill House with all their other ghosts great Um, great TV show yeah that yeah, having all those other ghosts, it made it worse. Like, you're constantly looking at everything. Well, and that, that show, like I said, uh, uh, Mike Flanagan, when he has the ability to make a TV show, he does so, such good character development, and you can, and just like, just lays those things in there for people to find, and which inevitably, like, expands its watchability. Um, there's, oh, a, yeah. there's a lot of TV shows I've watched. And we'll never go back to Breaking Bad is one of them, Leftovers is one of them, and Haunting Hill House in Black Mass or Midnight Mass. Those four shows, they're just they're so meaty. You can find so much in it. Um, yeah. Um, 
Like this movie. But yeah, th- this movie had like all kinds of hidden details um, that like if you're paying attention or, or like you just see it and it's like, oh wow, that's that's really weird and creepy. Yeah. Uh, like how whenever uh, Ben, um, after, uh, after he had the H carved in him mm-hmm. from Henry and they were trying to heal him up. Uh, and they brought him to that kind of alleyway outside of the pharmacy. The mural that they have behind is of another murder, <laughs> and it's like, huh? That's a that's a little weird to well have I mean, up there, but it it kind of keeps the tone. Yeah, the whole town is is just one big like foggy haze of loss and murder. So. And that's all because Pennywise has poisoned the well, so to speak. Um, people, the adults look away, and the kids run amok, doing whatever they want to. Um, and which despair and grief would cause people to do that. If you're depressed, you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. That's just the way it is. Um, I really, like I said, this this movie, from a technician standpoint, is is a masterclass of how to how to move the camera you know, sound, um, playing with images, uh, and, and the acting from children, which is hard to get good acting out of children. I don't know if we've talked about some bad acting here, but like the kid from Dark Skies, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, you can have bad children actors. But it's like, it, it, you can't really blame children that what? much, but it really can pull you out of a movie. Oh, easy. I mean, like the girls in Annabelle Creation. If they weren't as good as they were, that movie would not be as good as it yeah. was. Um, so, like, you gotta you gotta tip your hat at at Musetti. I think I'm saying his name right, Andy. Like finding these actors and actresses to to bring his idea to life and to bring Stephen King's idea to life, which a lot of people have tried and failed miserably. Um, Stephen, In, including Stephen King. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna scare the hell out of you. Um, <laughs> Sure, Emilio Estevez. Um, yeah, it's it's a it was it's a tough movie. It was a huge venture and and a risk because you have the risk of being another shitty Stephen King movie, um, which they did not do. Uh, this movie made a shit ton of money. How how much money? Um, like seventeen se- times. Yeah, seventeen times its original budget. Yeah, uh, like thirty its budget. It's like thirty-five to forty million. Yeah, it made seven hundred million. It was a huge movie. It was a, and and that brought people out in droves to see the second one. Now you'll hear our thoughts on the second one next week, but uh, I don't think it held up as good as. No, the the second one absolutely does not. Hold up. But honestly, it's okay because of the way this film is formatted. You don't have to watch the second one. No. You can just stop right here. That, and I mean, you, you have a perfectly serviceable horror movie with a good conclusion. Yeah. Um, a satisfying ending. A yeah. lot of good spooks and scares. I mean, yeah, they could have put the child orgy in there, but... <laughs> you're right now like uh, Corey Fukumaga's listening to this going if only I had it I had it <laughs> I was this close I was this close to putting kids fucking in a movie <laughs> um, I told <laughs> my mom has read the book and I guess like 
She's completely blocked that out. I'm she so didn't wondering. believe it was a real thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's at the very end after they they kill it. Yeah. They they're like, oh man, I'm so horned up. <laughs> <laughs> well, not well. Thing is, I see what Stephen King was going for after like reading about it well, because the the big theme of the book of you know it is it, it's about like adulthood yeah becoming uh, and, adults yeah yeah which they did that kind of with the the Jewish thing they tried to put a little bit of that in the movie but, but becoming a man well right. and you have things like um, Beverly's blood Be- Beverly's blood mm-hmm. uh, and obviously like growing into a young woman and then uh, um, you know Ben is Ben and Bill falling in love with a with a girl that's part of growing up. Um, and Eddie, Eddie t- taking a stand with his mother, mm-hmm. and Mike just being a black guy. <laughs> the, I mean, Mike's got to grow up quick. <laughs> this, this you got to kill these goats. <laughs> oh, my God. I we can't even like talk about Mike. Mike I, is I just literally nothing cared. There was there was one part in the movie I I remember that like I, I think Mike was actually talking about like running away or something like mm. that yeah <laughs> and I was just like it's like I gotta get out of here I've barely been in this movie <laughs> <laughs> well uh, like so to bring up a couple other parts of the movie that we may not get to but um, the rock throwing scene do you did you like that part I like and don't like I like the fact that Pennywise is sitting there munching on somebody <laughs> oh yeah and he's just waving at my oh hey what's up <laughs> I'm gonna eat you later. Um, but no, I, that was a that's a funny scene. I mean, like the humor with the kids. That, I mean, it just creates a very good balance between well, the horror. And that that's the other thing that's so good about this movie is it's just fun. Yeah, it's just a fun it, movie. It doesn't take itself so seriously because it, it, at the end of the day, it is a coming of age film. Yeah, stand uh, by so, me with an evil clown. Yeah, so they they have the kids. Uh, and that the best parts of the movie are when the kids are all together. Yeah, and they're giving their banter to each other. They're playing off of each other because, like, you can tell the kid kid actors were really good. Like for that shoot, we're probably like best friends. I mean, to be all very similar ages and and like do this big movie, like you didn't see them. Like when the adults did their interviews, they're talking about how grueling it is, and they were wet, and they were blah blah. Kids, they don't care, man. They had so much fun doing this thing. Yeah. That, that's their claim to fame. They never have to... They probably could never act again and still be happy about it. But they all... A lot of them do act. I've noticed that um, Eddie was in Shazam as the as the one kid that's friends with the main character. Um, yeah. I saw um, Bill was in this horror movie called The Lodge, which is really good. Um, which is a play on turn the screw, turning of the screw, um, and Beverly's been in a lot of stuff too. Um, she was uh, what Nancy Drew, I think. What? Yeah, and oh. she was in that um, HBO series. Um, oh, what's it called? Scars or something like that. It starred um, the other redhead uh, actress, um, who I can't think of her name, but. 
Anyway, that was a really good show. So, I, and and Ben has been in like the Goosebumps TV show. That I mean, the um, Are You Afraid of the Dark rebrand re and stuff like that. So, and yeah. obviously Finn Wolfhard. Oh yeah, and he's like I uh, said, so now he looks like an emo. He looks like a Ramones, like Johnny Ramones. It's it's so weird how like they they you just see these kids grow up. Yeah, in well, a way that it, it's so weird because like Finn Wolfhard, Stranger Things season one. Totally believe that. I mean, he's a loser kid. Yeah, uh, loser kid doesn't you know not in the popular crowd, but he's got his group of friends uh, that also like you know don't don't quite fit in. Now Finn Wolfhard uh, and Millie Bobby Brown. Yeah, it's like they're adults. They're adults. That's crazy. Well, I mean, like remember when we all watched? Well, you probably didn't, but Boy Meets World. Corey Matthews, Sean, they all were, they were all kids. And yeah, I, I watched yeah, and they, some of it. And like now, like they are, I mean, you watch them literally grow to Panga. Panga. You got, <laughs> you watch them go from children to like damn adults, you know, in college and all that stuff. I mean, that, that's literally, they will always have their whole life time stamped for that series. And so, like, I don't know, you just don't get that much. You don't get that anymore, and and, uh, and that's why like acting has gotten to be like a craft, a bigger craft than it ever was. So why wouldn't the kids get better as the years go on? Um, but ultimately, like this this movie, I, if I if I was like Roger Ebert, two thumbs up, A plus. Um, there's some things obviously that can change, but in all movies, there's things that can be changed. Oh yeah. But I, I when it comes to the the horror, the scares. Uh, Pennywise being an iconic, almost Freddy Krueger-like character, um, and the kid acting, music, uh, I rec- I couldn't recommend this enough. And you don't even have to see the second movie. But if you haven't seen it now, you're one of the few that haven't. Uh, I would go out and rent it, red box it, red tube it, whatever you gotta do. <laughs> oh no, that's Triple X version, sorry. That's penis-wise. <laughs> That one does have the child lord. Yeah, yeah, that one definitely does. Well, they're all adults, obviously. Um, what about you? Uh, Would you recommend this? Oh, I, absolutely. Yeah. I, I love this movie. It's just a good... And this movie came out at a time where I was a little disillusioned to a lot of horror movies. Mm-hmm. They were, like, taking themselves so seriously and just kind of, like, not... They weren't, like, making a good movie. No, it was all horror. about, like, slow pans and, yeah. and like mechanical sets it's like yeah you can have your you can have a well set up jump scare yeah but you you gotta have the bones yeah to you you know you need an Ed and Lorraine Warren (laughs) (laughs) to be there fixing pipes (laughs) (laughs) we're the all American couple aren't we um no it's an amazing movie I'm glad we decided to watch it I I, (laughs) sorry Jack Sparrow got in the way of a lot of our talk on it um but in a way, isn't Johnny Depp trying to be a kid and he's growing up now? <laughs> All right, I think that's it for the podcast. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for listening to the Cat Scare Podcast. Next week, we're going to take on It Chapter 2. So this will be interesting. Buckle up your seatbelts. Yes, because it is not the same. <laughs> um, but thank you for listening to the Cat Scare Podcast. I'm Campbell. I'm Michael. Good night and good luck.